starting Mezuz Hashem Daf Chaf Dalit at the Mishnah. So the Mishnah now is going to go into the crux of the Pesukim in regards to the mitzvah of Yibam. So the Mishnah says, Mitzvah begadol Yabim, that there's a mitzvah for the oldest brother to do Yibam, Vim Kadan Akatan Zacha, that really she falls to Yibam, the woman falls to Yibam to all of the brothers. So therefore, if the younger brother comes first, he is going to be Zecha in the Yibam. So where, we, where do we learn that the mitzvah is begadol? Zakta Gemara, Tanra Banan. The Pasuk says, V'haya ha-bechar, asher teled, yakum al-shem achiv hames. Right? That's what the Pasuk says. So now, well, we're going to dash each part of the Pasuk. V'haya ha-bechar, that says, Mikan she mitzvah begadol liyabim. Bechar equals gadol, which we're going to try to understand that soon. Asher teled, so bechar, that asher teled, that is born, prat la-ilanis, that if the yavama, if Reuven's wife, is, is an islandist, she can't give birth, so then that she does not, she's not in the Torah's Yibam, okay, she'll be a regular, like we've discussed extensively, Tzara's islandist, um, that she will be an Eishas Achshel, because she can't have children. We see the, the point, or, or an idea of Yibam is to be able to uh, promulgate, to, the, to have the brother's children, she can't bear the brother's children. Yakum Hashem Achiv, so what does it mean, Yaakov Hashem Achiv? So we're saying that the brother, we're saying that means the oldest brother, Yaakov Hashem Achiv. So what does that mean? L'nachala. That uh, he gets, the, whoever is going to be Yabin, the Isha is going to get Nachala, the portion. He's going to get the inheritance. Ata Eimer L'nachala. So we're talking about inheritance. Maybe we're saying, Yaakov Hashem Achiv, what are we talking about? Is L'shem that the brother steps up and gives, that he has a requirement to name the child that would be born after the, the, uh, using the name of the dead brother. You, meaning, what does that mean? Yosef, I say Yosef, that if the brother who passed away was Yosef, so then we would, we would give the child who was born the name of Yosef, Yechanan, I say Yechanan. So at this point, at this point, we're thinking that the whole Pasuk, and Tesis really illustrates this. So it would fall away to say that would talk about the, the Bechar, meaning the Bechar would talk about the brother doing Yibam, but rather now if we're going to go with the assumption that the shame refers to naming the child, so what we're saying is the first child who would be born after Yibam, there is a mitzvah to name him. That's the other way of learning. Now these two would go together. Name him after the brother who died. Okay, so if Bechar is talking about the, we started on a path saying, okay, Bechar is talking about which brother does Yibam, so now the shame is now going to talk about Nachala. But if you're saying that the shame would be to name which, who you name the baby after, so then the Bechar, now it would make more sense. Name the baby, the Bechar, that is the first baby that's born from this Yibam. Okay, so Nemar Khan, so the Gemara says no. So, so we, we're challenging it. We're challenging it. Okay, so now Nemar Khan, that's going to be the whole, the whole thing here is going to be challenging all the way pretty much until the end of the Yom, but we're going to be challenging this assertion, right, that, that, that the Bechar is talking about the oldest, that the mitzvah is begadol even. So, but first now we're dealing with shame. So the Gemara says, Nemar Khan, Yaakum al-Shem Achiv, Nemar Lahalan, it says, Yaakum al-Shem Achiv, and guess what, I have a Pasuk, Right, but that, that, that's in the end Vayichi. So we say Al Shem Achehem Yikarvu Nachlasam. But what does the pasuk say? We see Al Shem Achehem and Nachlasam. So when we refer to shame, what are what, in what reference do we refer to shame? Nachla, inheritance. 
Okay, so Mashem HaOmer Lahalon Nachalot, just like the shame when we got to Yaakov Avinu at the end of Parshas Vayechi, it says Al Shem Achem Yikor Benachlo. Son is talking about inheritance. Al Shem Haomer Kan Lenachlo. Okay, so Bahaya Habachar, meaning oldest brother Asher Teled, that would be Darshir for Islandness. Yaakov Al Shem Achiv, that the oldest brother, meaning the one who does Yibam, is going to get the portion, the inheritance, the portion of the brother he's going to inherit. That he takes his wife. He also gets his. If he takes his wife to be make him zera, he also gets the inheritance. He is the one who inherits his brother. Okay, and, and it doesn't get split. Normal, normal situation if a person, whatever, it wouldn't be to feel the even brother dies, so then it would either go to the father, or if there was no father, then it would be split amongst the brothers. So here, what we're saying is that his nachala goes directly to the person who steps up to do Yibam. Now, that's a continuation of the Pasuk, and his name should not be erased, meaning we're talking about the person who passed away. So, pra lisris sheshmai machoi. So again, what we're saying here is that a, a sris, if the woman was married to a sris and the sris passed away, then the woman would not be, she would not be subject to yibam because her husband anyways couldn't have given birth. And we see here that that's a qualification in order to do yibam. It has to be to, to, to continue, right? To make sure that the, the shame of the person who died, was, it doesn't get erased. But if the person was a sris anyways, then he, his, his, he was doomed before he started, meaning before he got married, his, he could never have children. Amar Rava, Afagab. Now, let's talk about this, going back to the shame, right? Again, the shame mean name the baby? Or, and that's what we're going to address now for a little bit, the shame mean name the baby, or shame mean that the brother who is making gets the inheritance, the portion of the brother, the, the, the brother who does even gets the portion of the brother who passed away. Even though normally, we would normally darshan a pasuk according to its pshutai. Okay, hacha, in other words, and it sounds like the pashat understanding of the pasuk would have been, would have been to say that you give the baby who would be born post yibam the name of the brother who died. So that would be the normal way of understanding it. Hacha, asa, However, here we're going to employ the gzeir shava from achim, from vayichi, alshem achem, yikor unachlasam, achem, achem. Okay, to tell me that we're not talking about naming the baby, but rather we're talking about the fact that the brother who does yibam gets the inheritance of the brother who died. So, asa, gzeir shava, afiktami pashte. Okay, legamri. So over here, we're going to Remove, we're going to take it out of the Pashat understanding, saying, name the baby, I'll shame the brother who died, and rather, okay, what does Rashi say here? That there is no specific din based on this, to name the baby after the brother who passed away. Now, Frek the Gemara, one second. Now, the Gemara is a little bit on a tangent, we're just going to challenge this. So let's go with, right, we're saying that the Pashan understanding would have been to name the child after the, you know, the, the, his, his, the dead brother. That would have been the Pashan understanding. Now, we're just going to try to understand based on the words of the Pasuk, who exactly are we tasking with this responsibility? Who, who, who was the Pasuk doing? Because if you look at the words of the Pasuk, the Ilav Gzeir Shava Hamamina Shem Shem Mamish, Laman Kamahazarachmana. Who is the Torah instructing to go ahead and name the baby Name the new baby after the brother who died. Now, Liyavam, if we're trying to instruct the Yavam, meaning the new father of the baby, well, Yakum al Shem Achichami What does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says, Yakum al Shem 
Okay, that's generic. Achim. It should have said, if we're instructing the Yavim, it should have said, the Torah should have told the Yavim, name him after your brother, not Achim Hames, the brother of the dead person. No, they were instructing the Yavim who got up to do the Yavim and saying, name after Achicha. The Pasuk should have said, not Achim. Right? Now, if we're telling Bezdin, okay, Bezdin, if you're the one who's tasked with making sure notes, if we're going to say that the, the pasuk is coming to is coming to tell us or require that the new child be named after the dead brother, who are we tasking with that responsibility? If it's the brother, then it's the brother, the father of this child, then it should have said achicha. And if it's bezdin, ila bezdin, yakom al shem achi aviv mibayale. Bezdin, make sure that he's named after his after his father's brother, because that's who he is now. Okay, so. The Gemara is, right? So therefore, the Gemara is just challenging this assumption that the Pashan understanding of the Pasuk would have been to name after the brother. No, because there's no, the Pasuk isn't squarely placing the responsibility of who to name this child after the dead brother for. We don't, we don't have clarity. So the Gemara says, no. Okay, that it's shared. That the Torah is telling Bezdin, that you should tell the Yavim, Yaakov al-Shem, Achiv. Tell Bezdin, to go ahead and name him after his brother, not your brother, after his brother. Okay, okay. But what do we see again? So Rav is coming to basically say, and he's, he's, coming to, he's coming to tell us that don't think, and this is the way, at least the way Rashi understands this, which there's other instances that you have to kind of work out in the Torah in regards to uh, Yehuda, Er, okay, that was pre, really prehistoric Yibam times, pre-mitzvah Yibam, but the basic idea here is that even though the Pashat understanding of the Pasuk is that, one, that, that you would think that you have to name the child after the dead brother, no, it, the Gzair Shava comes, the Rebbe comes and no, it's wrong. It's Gzair Shava and it's talking about Nachla. Now, Okay, so now we're on Nachla. So if we're on Nachla, at least in the way Tesis understood it, so now what's the first part of the Pasuk saying? We're not talking about the child born, but rather we're talking about the Bachar, right? We're talking about the oldest brother, which we're going to have to, at the end, figure out why we call him the Bachar. Should have just said, why do we call him the Bachar? If we're not... In other words, if, if, if the shame was talking about the child, so then the Bakar would have been talking about the child as well. But now that the shame, we're saying, is Lanachala, it's talking about the inheritance, that the brother who does Yibam gets the inheritance of the older brother. So the Bakar is also talking about which brother does Yibam, not the child born. Okay, so now, So we would say that if there is a Bakar, he does Yibam. Pashit loy liyabim. That only... In other words, maybe it's exclusive. It says Bechar. So only the Bechar does Yibam. So the Gemara says, There's no Havamina to say that only a Bechar does Yibam. The whole Mitzvah of Yibam is only for a Bechar. Because if so, then why would you ever need, and meaning, what would that mean? That, that would mean that if, you, if there was no Bechar, let's say the Bechar was the one who died, so then there's no Mitzvah of Yibam. If there's no Mitzvah of Yibam, then the brother, the brother's wife is an Ashes Ach. Is an Eshesach, the Shlomim Makam Mitzvah, is a regular erva. So, if so, why would I need a Pasuk of erva for Eshesach Shalei Ba'ilamai? Well, what do you mean? An Eshesach Shalei Ba'ilamai is never going to be a Bachar, right? He doesn't exist. So, he could never be a Bachar. Okay? So, therefore, LMI, from the fact that we have an Isra Eshesach Shalei Ba'ilamai, it must be that the Mitzvah of Yibam would fall on any brother who was there, not only a Bachar. Why couldn't it be that there was no brother alive at all and then one was born? 
Well, because so it's your brother's wife, then how do you eat them? No, the brother, Ruben died. There was no Shimon. Shimon died. Well, so if Ruben, then Ruben is the Bechar. Ruben died. He's always never the Bechar. Yeah, but you can't be, So, but it's, it's Bechar to the Aviv. So you have to have. <laughs> the only way, basically, the Gemara is saying at this point, the only way to have Shimon is. It, the only way to have Yibam is if you have Ruben and Shimon, Ruben's a Bechar, and Shimon dies. Only if there's a Bechar would there be a mitzvah of Yibam. But there's no new Bechar. If, if, if Ruben passes away and then Shimon's born, Shimon's not a Bechar. According to this, what you're saying is, if, even if Shimon was, was alive, but he wasn't the Bechar, he wouldn't have to do that's that. What the, that's what the Gemara is saying. Yeah, hash the da'amre kra b'gadol that only a Bechar does Yibam, a Pashat, in other words, a non-Bechar, does not do Yibam. We wouldn't need a restriction a, right, to come and say that there's a concept of Eishach Shalei Ba'olamai because it's really no different than a non-Bechar and an Eishach Shalei Ba'olamai would always be a non-Bechar. So Parach... Yeah. <laughs> Parach, that's true. You would have made, would have made the, the, the first, first part of the second parak a lot easier. Okay. <laughs> okay, I could still add. Maybe you'll tell me. Maybe, now again, let's, let's just kind of run through these. This is our Gemara, Gemara is trying to knock us off. Ultimately, we're going to stick with it. So maybe we'll say that, maybe we'll say that really it's, it, for the father, it's not a Bachar. But there is a case of meaning a child born afterwards, who would be a Bechar to the mother, and that would be good enough. We just need a Bechar. <laughs> so if it's the firstborn of the mother, even if it's born afterwards, so it's not the firstborn of the father, so we would say that's what the is coming to talk about. A brother born not from the father, Bechar of the mother, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe that, and that's why we need the Pasuk, because you could still have a Bechar for the mother. So the Gemara says, no, you can't say that. We know this already, that we don't go based on brothers from the mother, it's uh, from the Av, right? We go based on brothers from the father. Okay. So you don't need to make sure, you don't need to say that this is Avshalom uh, even it was from the mother, but it was no, born the point, as a the, the point is that the Bukhar, that we're talking about, can't have anything to do with the mother because the mother is not... I understand what I'm saying. It's not... What we're coming to find ways to say, maybe, in other words, maybe really only a Bukhar does Yibam. Ah, if only a Bukhar does Yibam, then why? If only a Bukhar, then why do I need an Isser, it's impossible to the The answer is no. Maybe it's a Bukhar to its mother. That would be enough of a Bukhar to say would be in the game for Yibam, to which the Gemara says no. Brothers from the mother don't do Yibam. Okay? So, now, maybe you'll tell me when there is a Bukhar, so then Tiskayim mitzvahs Yibam, with any Ach. Okay, so maybe if the, brother, if the Bukhar is alive, so then any brother can do Yibam. But kilaka bachar like this guy mitzvah sibum. In other words, maybe the requirement the, there's only a mitzvah sibum. Not that it only applies to a bachar, but it applies to any brother as long as there is a bachar. So the Gemara says, "Amakra umei sachad mehemin leaskinon demis bachar." Standard understanding of the pasuk would be that people die in order. So echad mehemin leaskinon demis bachar. Amarachman aliyabim katan. Okay, that would be the standard general understanding. Maybe the katan is the one who passed away. Okay. That, and that's the only, demis katan, that's the only time there's ibam. 
So the Gemara says, no, again, back to this, you can't say that the only understanding of Yimun would be where Katan dies and the Bukhar is left, because you're back to the original question, which is, then why do you need a restriction of Eshazach Shalei Okay, let's try another, another approach. So let's say when there's no Bukhar, so Kadam Katan Zacha, so if, again, when there's no Bukhar, so there's two things we're learning. Mitzvah Begadol, what, what did our Mishra say? Mitzvah Begadol, but if one of the younger brothers jumped in, he's Zeicha. So maybe that one of the younger, younger brothers jumping in is only if there is no Bechar. The Eika Bechar, Kadam, Katad, Loizacha. That if there is a Bechar and the younger brother jumped in poach, to, to poach to poach the Yibam, so then we'd say, no, no, all brothers are in the game together. Okay. Still not done. Maybe we'll say that when there's a Bechar, so then you go back to the, you, you go back to the Gadol, meaning when is there Mitzvah Begadol? So we go to each one, and what is the point of saying Begadol? Not to say Mitzvah Begadol, but rather that he has, he's, he has the ultimate responsibility. Meaning they go to the brothers, nobody's interested. What's the Pasuk saying? Not that he gets preference, but any brother really is equal. But that if none of the brothers want to do it, we're going to force him you know, to go through the process. Either we can't force him to give him, but we can at least force him to do chalitza. So then, kileka bachar ein chayzer neitzel gadol. And that's all the pastor's coming to tell me. Uh, so that, right, so that, that can't be, right? So maybe you'll say that kileka bachar ein chayzer neitzel gadol, that when there's no bachar, then we don't go back to the oldest brother to force him to do it. So the verse says, if so, then alamatani abayik shisha, why would abayik shisha say mitzvah bagadol liyabim loiratza halcha neitzel echavakatam loiratza chayzer neitzel gadol? Why would abayik say that you go back to the gadol? Elamaya must be that you do go back to the gadol. Kibachar, ma bechurasai garmaloi, af gadol gdulasai garmaloi, just like a bachar, okay, that the, 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 we're saying that he's like a bachar, just like um, the gadol, uh, just like a bachar, it's because he was born first, so too, af gadol gdulasai garmaloi, because he was born first. Okay, ve'ema kimi yabin bachar lishkol nachala. So again, so we're now accepting the fact that bachar is talking about nachala, okay, well, again, we still have to figure out why do we call him bachar. Why is that relevant? Just say, if that's what we're really t- saying, is the oldest brother. Because we've, we've gotten rid of any, any understanding that, it's, that we need a Bechar in order to have Yibam. So why do we call him a Bechar? So maybe you'll tell me that only... Ah, so what is, what is, what is Yachim Hashem Achiv that we said is for Nachala? So maybe you'll tell me that the Bechar goes on the Yachim Hashem Achiv L'Nachala. When the Bukhar does Yibam, then he inherits the portion of the dead brother. But when the other when the when one of the other brothers does it, so the Gemara says, no, sorry, he's the one who stood up to the Yibam, he stood up to the Yibam, so then he should get the Nachla. Okay, Ba'el Bukhar, back to the real question, Ba'el Bukhar, the Kari Rahmana, Lamai Hilchasa. So what is the point? Why does the Torah call him a Bukhar? Just call him Bahayahadal Asher. Right, it should be the oldest brother. If you're, all you're trying to say is that is that the mitzvah of Yibam ultimately, or the preference for the mitzvah of Yibam would be to the oldest brother, say Gadol, not Bechar. It's coming to tell us actually, Grusa uh, uh, meaning a a weakness. But what we're saying is we're actually taking something away. Ma Bechar, meaning the reason we call him Bechar and not Gadol is to find something, Ligriusa, that we find by a Bechar, and apply it here. Meaning that what? Ma Bechar, 
That a Bechar, so we all know a Bechar gets P Shnaim. He gets a double portion. Right now, the only thing he gets a, P, uh, a double portion of are current assets. Cash on hand, we'll call it. They didn't necessarily have the same financial terms. We have, but we'll call it cash on hand. So they would divide the current assets, including flock, money, whatever it is, and they would split it up. And then they would split, let's say there were, there were three brothers and there was a Bechar, so they split into four portions and the oldest brother would take two portions. Now, the question is, what about, let's say, accounts receivable or something that the father's estate gets later, an inheritance later? His father passes away later, right? The, the, where, let's say the, 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 the grandfather supersedes the father. So then it goes through the father to down to the brother. So the answer is the Bechar does not take a double portion of anything that wasn't currently the father's at the time of death. And that is, What's Roy Lavai that he's going to get, that he has right now. So, so too, what we're saying is like this. Even though the, the brother who does Yibam would get a double portion, just like a Bechar only gets a double portion of current assets, so too the the uh, miyabim will only get the brother's portion of current assets, stuff that comes afterwards, okay, meaning, let's just say, for instance, the father passes away later. Let's say the father's still alive at this point. So the guy who does Ibum would get the brother's nachala. The father passes away later. Sounds like since that came later, so he would not get the older brother's portion of that. It's only, he only gets current assets. Now, um, He's not taking a double portion of the deceased brother's estate. He's taking the entire deceased brother's estate. Right, but he only takes current portion. Right. Cur- current assets, not stuff that comes after. Now, actually, Rashi is Bashma. Chelek um, achar misas avihen. Elamashal usubad avihen Right, that he only gets what's, what's beyond avihen, beyond moisei. You know, it's the father passed away, not, not what comes later. Um, and there is a machlekes rishonim, again, if, if, if the... Uh, um, Rashi seems to say that he gets the chilek of the brother who dies and the chilek of the, the brother's portion of what the father would have gotten. Rashi seems to actually be mashma that he would. Other Rishonim actually argue on that. But, okay, let's move on. So uh, the point is, the reason we say Bukhar is not positive, it could have said Gadol, all we're trying to say is that the mitzvah is for the oldest person to Yibam, and we use the Lashon of Bukhar, Ligriusa. Okay, next Mishnah. Not really... Not applicable to mitzvah yibam necessarily. Okay, hanitan al hashivcha. So let's say there's a rumor, suspected nitan al hashivcha. So a person is suspected of being with a shivcha v'nishtachara, and the shivcha is then freed. or a guy. There's rumors that go out about the fact that a guy is living with a or or is having relations with a shivcha or a gaita v'nisgaira, and then she does geiras hareza leikanes. Okay, he should not marry her. Looks suspicious. Oh, boy, she just became Jewish. Now he marries her. Okay, confirms, it essentially confirms the rumors that were going on. Forever or for a Well, so we're going to see if there's a buffer. We have to see. Okay, if he does marry her, though, we're not going to be mitzi. It's only based on a rumor. We're not going to be mitzi. Contrast that with, let's say, somebody is suspected of having relations with a married woman. Now we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stall on this lashon. Rashi says itziuah that bezdin bezdin dis 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 uh, right what's it called dissolutions what do you, uh, dissolves thank you bezdin dissolves his marriage he forces the man 
to get rid of his wife. Now the woman goes ahead and marries this guy. So then again, it's confirming rumors of real Asha's ish. So then he has to, he, he, even though it was just suspected, meaning even though there were no Adim, Bezdin will force him out of this new marriage. Okay, the guy. Um, it, 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 we're, we're gonna we're gonna see. No, this okay, like this. Like no, 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 no. This is aser labal, aser labal. The way Rashi seems to understand this is that the reason alpha bisha kanos because midaraisa. If a if a woman cheats on her husband, so then she's going to be aser to her husband and to baal. So bezdin forced her out of her marriage. Must be that the, this was real, real. This wasn't just a coal situation. Okay, we're going to have to define this all in the Gemara as far as how you... Yes, how you huh? Yes, give it a so that's what... Yeah, he gave her a get, sent her out. What we're saying is, this guy can't go out and marry. It's Asr Lebao, Asr Lebao, Asr Lebao, so he had to divorce her. Asr Lebao to the person who was, right, the philanderer, the cheater. So he was, right, so he was the one that now married this woman, so Bezdin's going to force the end of the marriage. So the Gemara says, let's, but let's discuss the first one. We're saying that a shivcha or a gaita, so the gaita goes ahead and is in the skyra, so then he's not supposed to marry her, but if he does, well, if he does, we we're not going to force, we're not, we're not going to force him to divorce her. Ha, zakta Gemara, ha, giyaris, miya, but we see that the, well, let's, let's, before we get to whether the guy and forcing him out, one second, she goes ahead and she is Megayer, Megieres, Megieres, right? And then marries this guy. So it sounds like she was, it looks like she was doing it for what purpose? To marry the guy. Looks like she didn't have uh, pure intentions. But yet we're saying that the, we're just talking about, we're donning on whether the guy has to get rid of her or not. And the mission says no. But it sounds like the Gieris was a good, uh, the Megieres, right? She was, it was a good Gieris. So, ha, Gieris, Mia, It's a good Gieris. One second. So, in other words, even though Rashi says, It looks like she was only uh, doing this so that she can marry this guy. So if a man, either a man uh, is misgayer, is, is, is he does geiris in order to marry a certain Jewish woman, or a woman, non-Jewish, does geiris in order to marry a certain man. Okay, somebody, in order to get a position of high power, like we saw the Avde Shlema, right? And I knew that Shlema, the, 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 the monarchy at that, strong, that point was very strong, was very popular. So people would be misguided to join, right? To join part of the Jewish nation. So refers to the Kusim, Rashi says. Okay, that they, the, the lion scared them to come gay. Somebody gets a dream, right? There's a, uh, sees a vision and a dream telling him to be Megayer that uh, it's not going to be any good. And Mordechai the Esther, what did the Megillah say? So again, they were not, it was not altruistic, Gerim. So, Einim Gerim, Achis Gai Rubizman Hazet. Until you're in Mizgayer, like, like now, like Bismanazeh. So the Gemara says, one second, Bismanazeh, Bismanazeh, so what about all the people that became Gerim before right now? They're no good? Only as right now? No. Ella, Emaki Bismanazeh. Like Bismanazeh, meaning if Kali Yisrael gets persecuted every, every couple of years or so, times are not good. So again, we know that if someone's going to be Megayer now, if you want to join Kali Yisrael right now, we know you're doing it for the right reasons. Okay? So, so the Gemara says, okay, so what's our kasha over here? Again, all these gerim are not going to be okay. So how would 
How are we saying that, oh, he, he's not allowed to marry her, but it's a good gerus for her. It's not a good gerus for her. What do you mean? We see it's not a good gerus. She's doing it for the wrong reasons. So the Gemara says, No, sorry. Yes, I understand there is a sheet that says it's not a good gerus. The halacha actually follows the man who says that they are all gerim. Now, Taisus says, okay, we have to work this out. Geri Arias, I, if so. So you're saying the halacha is this okay. So why? We, we brought a brysa that said women who are Megayer to get married and Geri Arias are no good. Right? And then we said the halacha is not like that. So if the women are okay, Gerim, so why aren't the Geri Arias also okay? I, I, right? So what, the ones who were forced by lions, why aren't the Kusim real good? <coughs> he says, no, that's because they, Taisus says, because the Hasam Hayu Oivdim Elehehem. Okay, the problem is that, at least according to the man number who holds, that they're not good, the Gemara discusses with the Kedushin, because they continued, it wasn't just that they were Megayar for the right reasons, they continued worshipping their old Avadizara. So that was, that, and that's why the Geiris wasn't good. But if a woman comes along and she acts like a real Jew, even if she did it for the wrong reasons, we're saying that it is a good Geiris. Okay, so, so if, if so, now you're saying that it is a good gay so let's go ahead and allow, okay, we should be allowed to marry them. So, so what's, what's the problem over here? So you're saying it's a good gay the guy's marrying a woman who is, who is me gay so what's the problem over here? So the Gemara says, asi. What's the problem? Remove from yourself right? people that are talking bad about you, meaning you started a rumor, so now don't confirm the rumor. Remove the remove the laws that people are saying about you, and that's the reason why you shouldn't marry this woman, even though she is, she is a good ger. Don't, mar- don't marry this non-Jewish woman who is Megayer because there is a, a call that was generated based on your activity. We are not makabel game with Mashiach. Kiblu game, love you, may David. So we're not going. We're not going to be makabel game with Mashiach because then there'll be a gilah and Everybody's going to want to join. So again, they're not doing it for the real reasons. They did not accept Gerim, not, not, neither in the times of David or Shlema. Times were good. Amar Belazar, which Taisus asks over here, what do you mean? Uh, Shlema's wife was Bas Paran. So we're makabel her, right? So the answer is no. She knows what we're saying is in general. For regular, regular people, we wouldn't accept it, but she was a Bas Parai anyways. So she didn't have any, she must have done it for the right reasons to, you know, to really be with Shlema because she was anyways a Bas Parai. It it, she didn't need that for, to upgrade. Okay, but anyways, I'm Rebbe Lazar, Maikra. What's the Pasuk that says, that, that tells us when, when we would accept Ger? Maikra, Heng Gar Yogur. So we want to know who is a Ger Yogur, a Ger Gar, referring to a sojourner, right? Who is a Ger Yogur that we will accept? To in in into the fold. Fs me oisi. Okay, miger itcha alayach yipo. So what we're saying is Fs me oisi means Rashi explains that Fs me oisi meaning when I kaviyachol on a kadosh baruch was not around. Rashi says she'enani imachem yiskayer the hainu b'zmanazeh. Like the Gemara said before, when do we accept game like b'zmanazeh? Meaning when <coughs> the person is willing to sacrifice to join Kla Yisrael. When it looks like there's a Hester Panim, when there's not a Gila Shechina. But in the Messiah Mashiach, the beginning of Gila Shechina, we made Dabin, we made Shlema. These were times where there was a Gila Shechina where everybody, right, there was a natural, people naturally wanted to, was popular, so then we, don't, we wouldn't accept Gerim. Now, so again, so that, that had to do, uh, oh, Aval Idach Loi, right? At other times, no, meaning if, things, if times are really, really good and it's popular to be a Jew, then we're not going to accept. Now, the Mishnah, so that was dealing with, again, a, a rumor goes out about a woman, 
Rumor goes out about a, uh, a, a, a shivcha. So we, we really went from two ends of the spectrum. We went shivcha, we dealt with the geiris portion. We're saying shivcha, there's a rumor started about this guy and the shivcha. Then she becomes Jewish, he shouldn't marry her. Kol, right? Okay? But if he does, we're not going to, based on this rumor alone, we're not going to go ahead and force them out. Then we're going to discuss Eshesish, which we'll get to in a second. What we don't really discuss is Pnuya. What about a Jewish girl? There's a rumor with a guy that he has relationships with a Jewish girl. So Tesis over here comes and wedges, wedges in over here, and he says that, There is no Chumra, meaning no problem. So he says that if there is a rumor about a single woman, even though it's a rumor and they were doing stuff they weren't supposed to do you know, before marriage, still, Tesis says it's totally okay. Now, just Le'inyan Halacha, just jump into this quickly just because it's an interesting topic and Tesis addresses it here. The Rush actually brings two shitas. He says, number one, shita number one is don't marry her because there's still a laws, right? You're confirming a rumor. It's confirming a rumor. Okay, it's spreading the rumor. And he says, V'yesh Oymrim, that there is a mitzvah to marry her, like Tesis says here. The Ramah, Ashley Paskins, that he says, it depends. Bekol ba'alma, so if there's just a rumor, it's, it's counterintuitive. If there's just a rumor, then don't marry her. Don't confirm the rumor that exists. Okay, if it's just a rumor. Unless it's going to cause her to go off the derech, right? Because nobody's going to want to marry her. So then take one for the team. Then you got to do it. Okay, if it's just a rumor. If actually it's confirmed, then there's a mitzvah to go ahead and be kind to her. Because now it's confirmed. There's no longer a rumor anymore. Now it's already known now, there's a, now applies the mitzvah of marrying a man. That's how the Ramah Paskins. Okay. Now, Hanitan al Ish. Ish. No, no, no. If it's more than a rumor, then, then marry her. It's a mitzvah to marry her. Right? Like the Pasuk says, Tyson's brother, that was a mitzvah to marry her. He says, however, he says, um, he says, uh, but you don't force the guy to marry. We won't practically, halakhically, force the guy to marry, but it is a mitzvah, but it's counterintuitive. If it's just a rumor, then stay away. Unless it's going to cause her to go off the derech. But if you... If it's actually confirmed already, it's no longer just a rumor, then go ahead and marry her. Fine. Now, now this is a complicated study of how exactly this works within our Gemara, okay? But let's, let's get started over here. So, we say this is suspected that a man is, is having relations with a married woman. The married woman's husband goes ahead and divorces her. He can't go ahead and marry her. And if he does, then we, got, we tell him, sorry, you got to leave that marriage. So now, the Niton. Amarav Uve Edim. This is talking about specifically with Edim. Okay? That, again, the only time we say that if there's just rumors and there's no Edim at all, just call and the man divorces his wife just as a call, as a rumor, then we're not going to, and the Niton, the guy who was sus- the suspected cheater, so we're not going to go ahead and later marries her, then we're not going to go ahead and blow up his marriage. We're not going to force him out of his marriage. It's only if the, there were Edim and that's why the husband divorced his wife. So what's the... Let's, let's get it. Now you sound like Rav Sheshis. Amina Kenayim V'Shachet Rav. I think that when he was sleeping, Amar Lahashmaitza, Ditanya, we learned in a bright. So Hanit and al Ish. If a person is suspected, there's rumors about him and an Eishas Ish, Vo'yitzi Uha Al Yadai. Okay, the husband goes ahead and divorces his wife. Now, she goes ahead, she tries to stay on the straight and narrow. She goes ahead and she marries another guy. Not the Nitin. She marries another guy. And then, 
Guy, husband number two divorces her. She can't make it work. Then, imkanas lo yaitzi. So again, if there was a buffer marriage, and then the Nitzan marries her, the guy who was suspected, then we're going to say imkanas lo yaitzi. Hey, chidami, if we're talking about the word what do you mean? She's asr labal, asr labayal. She's going to forever be asr. It's not going to help. She's asr to the, the cheater. It doesn't matter how many buffer marriages you have there. It's not going to help. There, there were no Adim, and yet what? Vitaima, even without Adim, what we're saying is, we're going to, we're only not going to be, force her out of the marriage with the Nitin if there was a buffer marriage. So no Adim plus buffer, then we'll say she could stay, which means that just plain no Adim, she can't stay. Okay, if, if we went straight from the husband to the boyfriend, then no. So, no, bad Even if there was no buffer marriage in between, right? What does the buffer marriage do? It stops the call, right? Okay, so the, she has a husband, there's a call with a boyfriend. So everybody's going, oh, this woman's going with that guy, that boyfriend. And then she goes ahead, she gets divorced, and everyone thinks she's going to do with the boyfriend. No, and she marries somebody else. Oh, so it must be coal stopped, everything's okay. So what we're going to say is, since the coal stopped, you might think, makes no difference, meaning for if the first divorce was without Adam, the husband on his own, when, if there were Adam, so he's forced to, now it's Asul Ba'asul If there were no Adam, so the husband did it on his own, so we're saying, then, then, at any call, will never. However, why did the Brysa, why is the Brysa introduce this idea of a buffer husband? What we're saying is, that's even though, even though there was another man, right, so the husband divorced her, the boyfriend, no call, the husband, the boyster, no call. So we know that she can't go straight from the husband to the boyfriend. That we know. Says Rav, if she does, we're, because the husband only divorced her because of a call, we're not going to force her out of the boy, boyfriend. Okay? But you might think that if she went from the husband and she found herself a new husband, no call, that after the new husband didn't work, that she can go back, will bless that marriage to the boyfriend. Because we're asking the call, Kamash no. And that's the way Rob learns the price. So at this point, Rob holds clearly, again, this that we will, out, out of the boyfriend, the, the Nitzan, the suspected, the suspected uh, cheater, infidelity guy, the only time we're going to be mafik, maf- well, we're, we're going to force her out of a marriage with him, is if she got divorced from her original husband with Adim, because Asulabal, Asulabal. She's Asul to marry him, and therefore we're going to force him out. So now, let's ask Akasha over here. When do we say that we're going to force? When, when do we say we're going to force her out of the marriage with a nitun? When she does not have children. If she has children, meaning it sounds like based on rumors alone, if she has, so if there's no children, so then, okay, we'll kick her out of the marriage. We'll say leave. But if there's children, we don't want to make her children mamzerim based on a rumor alone. However, however, if there are Adim, then afilu yeshla kama badam So what do we see clearly? The Bryce, the ratio of the Bryce says that it sounds like if there's no children, we are mafik from a call. 
We do force her out of that marriage. So what are you, Rav, saying that the only time we'll force her out of marriage is if there's Adam? No, we see from the Brisa clearly if there's a call. So Rav, So therefore, how does Rav now? Rav says like this. Ah, the Mishnah is talking about a case where there are children. Now, if there's children, now it's a different game. The only, that's what the Mishnah is talking about. If there's children, the only time that you're going to be mafik, send her out, is if there are Adam, and everybody agrees to that. But it sounds like we just modified major modification on Rav. Rav. Because before we just learned this answer, right, does Rav hold that you're going to be mafic her from the boyfriend, from the cheater, based on a call? And the answer is, based on a call, yes, as long as there's no children. Yes. Before, we were going to say no. Call, no. Blanket, no. Now we're saying yes, unless there's, ch- yes, unless there's children, which everybody agrees to. That from a call alone, you're not going to make the children into Mamzerim. Now, now, why did Rav go ahead and say that our Mishnah didn't mention children anywhere? So why are we saying that our Mishnah is a case of children? And therefore, that's, that's why Rav wanted to say, we're talking about, there's a call, there's, there, there's, there, there's a call, sorry, that there's children, and therefore there's Adim. Right? Those are the two go hand in hand because you're only mafic if there's children. So my dochud the rab lokin masisin biyesh labanim biyesh laedim that there's children and edim the time of the ika edim afkinon the leka edim leimafkinon look my bishayin labanim afagav the leka edim. So why don't we say no children, no edim? Just say that that's the regular case of our mission. And yet no children, no edim, and that you have to be mafic it. If 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 Rav truly holds at this point, Rav turned. And he holds that if there's a call and no Adim, just say our Mishnah is talking about, I'm, I'm sorry, if there's a call and no children, so then say our Mishnah is talking about call and no children, and that's why, that's why he has to, Bezim will force him out of the marriage, because he doesn't have children. And let's say it's talking about a call. So why did we specifically say, no, either way we're going to force him out, either call and no children, or call or Adim and children. So why did he? Why are we? Why is Rav learning, picking our Mishnah that our Mishnah is talking about Adam and children? Let him say it's call and no children. So the Gemara says, "Amar Rav Masisan Kshisa that 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 the Mishnah to Rav he had, he had a problem with the Mishnah. My iriyah the tani hoitzi uha. The last of the Mishnah was hoitzi uha, which sounds like he forced her out. He was required to get rid of her. They for hoitzi uha is a lashon of they forced him to to send her out. Yeah, Bezdin. Listen, he that he sent her out. Why did it say Haitsi Ua? Ella call Haitsias the Bezdin. Bezdin be Adim who the Mafki. Because when do Bezdin force a, a divorce? They force a divorce. When there's Adim because it's Asr Labal, Asr Labal. And therefore, since the case based on the Lushan, the Girsa that he had in the Mishnah was he was forced, must be we're talking about that there were Adim. If there were Adim, it uh, must be that there were Adim. And if there were Adim, then there were children. That's the case. Adim and children, that's when you have to go ahead and, and force out. Okay, again, if we're talking about we'll force out and we won't, we, the husband forced out, in a case where the husband was forced out, what is the case where the husband's forced out and we're going to um, say that she can't be with the Nitan? That is a case of Yesh Adim and Yesh Banim. But practically speaking, Correct. It doesn't matter if correct. It does not matter. But what we're saying is the other, the flip side would have been to say that the case is talking about a case where it's just call and no banim. Okay. Now the is ema. That's all. That's all on the understanding that that Rav flipped. That he went from saying that that really call alone is where based on call alone 
if there's no children, we will, we will make her divorce the boyfriend. That really, who is this entire brisa? The entire brisa is Rebihi, Ditanya. Let's say you have a spice merchant coming out of the house. She's now buttoning up her girdle. Okay, it's something she uses for tzniyas. So she's now getting re after the spice merchant's leaving. That's disgusting. Okay, meaning that creates a call. Well, we, we call these edekir, by the way. There's a different category. There are edem that saw something suspicious going on. But it creates a call. Okay, so teitze. Now, just to be clear, Taisus says, Meaning, if the husband, based on these rumors, decides to divorce his wife, because there were no Adim, you know, there's an order to force the husband to divorce his wife, you need Kenyan and Stira. You need to go through the process. We need Adim for that. So if the husband decides to divorce his wife and she goes ahead and marries the Reichel, then Rabbi Shita is based on a coal alone, will force them to dissolve. There are others who learn, that's the way Taisus learns it, and others who learn that we're talking about the Baal as well, you have to work that, work that in on a coal in Rashi. Okay, but that's the way Taisus learns it is what we're saying is Taitse on the Reichel, just not the, the husband, but the Reichel, meaning if the husband decides, elects to get rid of her. Or another example of that something, that there was some, something going on over here, Reichel Malam and Akilo, if there's spit above the bed. So the man, if they had relations, the man would have been on top. And if there was spit among the bed, that would have come from a man, not from him. Okay, again, so he's finding, uh, he's finding things in places it shouldn't be. Sounds like somebody else was there. Or another example, you found shoes under the bed turned the wrong way. So somebody else's shoes are there, they're not supposed to be there. Gemara says, one second, the shoes are still there. Let's see whose shoes they are. If they're the husband's shoes, then everything's good. And if they're not the husband's shoes, well, they got a problem. We find like an imprint. Right? Rashi says, Nikur Okay, that the Rashi is another shot there, but the point is that we find an imprint of what looks like a foreign shoe in that area. Okay, we can't tell 100%, but it looks like it was turned the wrong way. Okay, so now, Behilchasa. Okay, so at this point, the Brysa who said, based on a call alone, no children. Notice everybody agrees if there's children, call alone, everybody agrees. You're not going to be, we're not going to be mighty from the Nitzvah. <laughs> so now what we're saying like this that call alone, the Brysa who says call alone with, with no children. We're going to be mafik from the Nitin. That is Shita's Rebbe. Okay? And Rav doesn't hold to that. Rav is saying our Mishnah argues on that. And our Mishnah is only talking about Be'edim. But Be'kol alone, even no children. Now, in this answer, this is the Ibai saying, the second answer is even no children. Kol alone, we will not be mafik. You need Edim to be mafik. Now, says the Gemara, Rabbi. By the way, it seems like the Gemara here and later, we're basically ignoring, ignoring the first answer of the Gemara. We're assuming that there's a machlekes Rav and Rebbe from now on. Rav holds kol alone, you're not mafik from the nitum. Rebbe holds kol alone, you are, again, where there's no children. <coughs> so now, <laughs> so the Gemara says, how could you have that? There, there's a fundamental argument. Rav holds kol, you're not mafik. Rebbe holds kol, you are mafik. Okay? So the Gemara says, like Kasha, it depends... Like Hasha. Ha bekala de pasik, ha bekala de light pasik. And Rashi says, so if it's a call that stops, meaning, what does Rashi say? What's a call de pasik? Sheyatza call acher loimer sheker hu alaz. Okay, so if the call itself stops, so then, if, if the call itself stops, 
So then we're going to say, we're, we're going to make a like Rav. Meaning Rav holds, even if the coal doesn't stop, based on coal alone, we're not going to remove her. So we're saying, how are we passing? We're passing like Rav and Rebbe holds, even if the coal does stop, doesn't matter. There was a coal, you have to be Tetzik. Okay, so basically what we're saying is like this, that if the call, if the call stops, then we'll be Mako like Rebbe and say, don't be Mafiker because the call stopped. Then we'll go like Rebbe and say that we are Mafiker from the Nitin. If it's a persistent rumor, then we have to do it. So again, if it doesn't stop, if it continues, if the call persists, no new call comes out to... Uh, get, you know, to get rid of the fact that something bad went on, so then, and there's no Edim, Kirebi, we're going to say that you have, we force him out of the marriage, Kol de Pasuk, Vik Edim, Rav. If it's a Kol de Pasuk, then we'll go like Rav. Now, we just have to, and we've had this before very recently, but Kol de Pasuk at Kama, when we have a Kol de Pasuk, so what's considered a persistent rumor? How long does it have to go in order to be a Kol? So the Gemara says, Amar Abaya, Amar Li'im, my mother told me, Duma de Masa, the Duma de Masa, the, the whisperings, the... Uh, the, the, the talking in the street is Yemen Palga, one and a half days. But if it's less than a day and a half, it's not considered a call. It's not considered a call. By the way, this that we say uh, is considered stopping or not, El Delay Pasak Baini Baini. That is, it has to be a day and a half straight. If it, if it stopped in the middle, then it's not going to be a call. El Pasak Baini Baini, Ha Pasak. Then it's considered stopping. Now, by the way, this that we consider it a stop and not a persistent rumor is El Delay Pasak Machmas Yira. That's if nobody tried to, no state-sponsored uh, uh, media outlets tried to quash these rumors. Okay, Ava Pasuk, Machmas Yira, there was a fear put into them. They eventually came back, but they stopped. No, we're going to say it was always there and it was suppressed temporarily due to the fear. It really is a unending call. Machmas Yira, who, by the way, now this whole thing that we'll say that we're even Machshavah call at all is Deleka Oyevim. That's if the guy has no enemies. He's a regular guy. Doesn't have specific enemies. Abel Ika Oyevim, if he has known enemies, Oyevim who da'afkala and therefore we're not going to go based on the call. Because it obviously will get very, very complicated as far as when we'll be Mafik on a Nitin or not based on that.